Thank you for joining us this Thursday afternoon with Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. And our message today is titled, How to Experience Everlasting Joy. And this is something our world needs more of, joy, a joy that will not fade away. And in the scripture, in Isaiah 35, we will begin reading from the NIV. It says, The desert and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like a crocus, it will burst forth into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it, and the splendor of Carmel and Sharon, they will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the feeble hands, steady those knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance and with divine retribution. He will come to save you. Then you will see the eyes of the blind open and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the muted tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool, the thirsty ground bubbling up springs. In the haunts where the jackals once lay, grass and reeds and papyrus will grow, and a highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. The unclean will not journey on it. It will be for those who walk in the way. Wicked fools will not go about it. There will be no lion there, nor any ferocious beast will get on it. They will not be found there. But only the redeemed will walk there, and the ransomed of the Lord will return. They will enter Zion with singing, and with everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them, and the sorrow and sighing will flee away. Isn't that amazing? There won't be any more sorrow or sadness or anything like that. So let's take a look at the scripture. Often when I read a passage of scripture, I ask myself these two questions. And I want you to, if you're listening to this podcast, I want you to take time to write them down and apply them to every time you read the scripture. The first one I ask is there something here that God wants me to know? So when I read the scripture, I want to know, ask the, if the Lord wants something to reveal to me from that scripture. And if there is something there, then what does God want me to do with it? So in the text we find in Isaiah 35, there's a little bit of both that we can take away from this. First, God wants us to know that he, he is in control of history. He is in control of the future, and his plans will come to pass. Even though this world has gone through many trials and tribulations, and will experience many, many more as time goes on until the Lord comes again, there will come a day when we'll experience, in the words of Isaiah, this everlasting joy. When we get to heaven, it will be an eternity of everlasting joy. It mentions there in the last verse, 
about the crown, a crown of everlasting joy. It will be a vital part of, of us. Isaiah 35 is a chapter of promises from God. Listen to what he says. The desert and parched land will be glad. When you look at a desert today or you see parched land, meaning a land that's cracking and looks dry, there's still life there. You just have to look beyond what you see. That's the way God looks at us sometimes. He looks at us not as who we are, but what we can become. So when we look at the desert, even, even at the parched land, we can see that there's still life. Science has showed, proven that there's life underground, there's life on the plants. What plants survive in the harshest environments? The wilderness will rejoice with blossom. I think of being in southeastern Kentucky for many years, and I remember going on the hiking trails with a friend of mine. And the interesting thing was there was always a new plant or a new flower or something growing on the floor of the forest. It was always, even under all that shade, there was still life. So it's telling us that there's blooms. God set things into motion from the foundation of the earth and through creation, that even in creation, it's still blooming. It's still giving glory to God through its blossoms. I always like the springtime because of the flowers. I think of the crocus. The writer tells us the crocus will burst into bloom. As soon as the crocus comes through the ground and the flower, the bud comes out, it's not long after that that the warmth of the sun, it opens up. It's a very fragile flower. I've seen it come out in even the coldest of temperatures because of the heat and the nitrogen from the snow, the melting of the snow. These flowers will come out even in the coldest of temperatures. But it says it will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. Something as small as a fragile flower is giving testimony to God in the creation. It tells us also there, it says, um, the eyes of the blind will be open and the ears of the deaf will be unstopped. You know, the church today needs a great awakening. I think sometimes the church in general is blind because we live in these brick, mortar, and wood buildings, and we forget about the world outside sometimes. I know that might be critical of some, but in reality, the church is not the building. The church is the body of believers, and there are people on the outside that are in need of hope. They need their eyes to be open. They need to see the church living and breathing what it believes. This is important for all of us as Christians that we realize that the eyes of the blind need to be open. The ears of the deaf need to be unstopped. I think about this today and how could we apply this in the modern day? I think of technology. Technology, the computer, the iPods, the tablet, all the, the internet has opened up a horizon of wealth of information, but it also has deafened us in a sense. One, we can lose our hearing because of having the music so loud over a period of time, but the other is 
All this is drowning out the Word of God. We've let things become prioritized. We keep God on Sunday morning or on Wednesday night or Friday night Bible study, whatever you have when you get together. But all through the week, what do you fill your mind with? Do you allow all this other stuff to come in and take over? Do you take time to read the Word of God? Sometimes reading the Word of God, it speaks loud in volume. So we pray that the ears of the deaf will be unstopped and the eyes of the blind will be opened. That's what the writer's telling us. It's a miracle for the blind to see and for the deaf to hear. Jesus performed many miracles of the blind. And I would also say somewhere along the line, there were those that he gave hearing to. It says, then the lame will leap like a deer and the muted tongue will shout for joy. I think of uh, the lame, the story of the disciples when they went to the temple and the man was sitting there and he was asking for alms or asking for money. And they looked at him and they said, silver and gold, we have none. But what we do have, we freely give. They reached out, took him by the hand and told him to stand, to walk. What do we see happen? He leaped. He leaped. He jumped for joy. He had never stood. Isn't that amazing? That's a miracle in itself. Think about that. He leaped like a deer. A deer, some deer can go eight, six, seven, eight, nine feet, jump over a fence to get food. So when we think of a deer leaping, they leap very high to get what they want. But here it's talking about the lame leaping like a deer. So I can expect that man uh, picked up his mat and they told him to walk. He leaped for joy. I wonder how many days he walked back and forth, you know, just excited to uh, be able to run, to walk. Says the muted tongue shouts for joy. You know, church, God's people have been silent for too long. They've been muted just like this tongue. We need to shout for joy. We need to give a testimony of what God is doing. Sometimes we don't even testify anymore about the goodness of God. It says shout for joy. The fact it gives you another day is a reason to shout. The writer tells us water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. I can imagine what a stream in the desert would look like. It would never run dry. I think of the wilderness, gush forth water. I've been on many hiking trails in southeastern Kentucky and saw the water gush up out, out of the ground, and then run downhill until it met a stream or a brook. But it started from very small, but it came up out of the ground. God is calling us, church, to be just like this water, to gush forth, to go out into the wilderness to be the streams of living water in the desert. You know, the world we live in today is parched. It's like a desert. People are going about their daily activities, but they have no meaning sometimes. 
says the burning sand will become a pool. I think of a pool as a big body of water. Can you imagine the burning sand? The thirsty ground bubbling up springs like we just mentioned about the water coming up. It comes up from the ground. I think of this highway. There's going to be a highway, just like the highways the cars are on, but it'll be streets of gold. It will be a highway to heaven. It's called the way of holiness. Only God's people are going to walk on that. The unclean people, those that are not forgiven or have repented, won't walk on it. The wicked fools will not go about it. There are those people that are fooling themselves. They're living one foot on each side of the fence. You really can't do that. You're either on one side or the other. You're either walking the way to the way of holiness or you're walking the way of the world. It tells us no lion will be there and no ferocious beast will get up on it. They will not be found there. Now the writer mentioned those animals so there would be nothing to fear. If you go into a woods and there's a wild animal, you would be very fearful. I know I would, but it says there won't be any ferocious beast, no, nothing to, to be there, nothing to bother us. It said, but only the redeemed will walk there. Are you redeemed today? Do you know the Lord is your personal savior? Are you walking in the way? Are you longing for the day that you will have everlasting joy and peace? No matter what you're facing today, we still can have joy. We still can have peace. But are we walking? It says, and the ransom of the Lord will return. One day the eastern sky is going to crack open. And I, I've often heard the eastern sky, the clouds will be rolled back like a scroll, like the song. The Lord's going to descend. And it's all going to be over. There's no second chance. It will be done. He's going to return with the remnants of the church. Says so they will enter Zion singing. Man, what that heavenly choir is going to be like the day that we're there. I think when we get to heaven, it's going to be um, the alto, the bass, the the soprano, all the different tones will all sing in harmony. Be making a, 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 a heavenly choir, one that the angels can't sing. It will be us that will be singing. It says everlasting joy will crown their heads. I think of a, the crown that they talk about like a king, but I think of that joy because our praises will be for, for the Lord. Can you imagine that? Eternity. Praising our Savior. Gladness and joy will overtake them. There won't be any sorrow. No more sadness. No more tears. No more pain. No more wheelchairs. No more crutches. No more lame, like the writer said. No more blind. The deaf ear, everyone will hear. No more medication, no more doctors, no more hospitals, 
no more sickness whatsoever. It will all be gone. It will flee away. There's no need for that in heaven. That's God's plan for the future, you know. Even though you may go through trials and tribulations along this way in life, God has a plan for you. He has a plan for me. He has a plan for all of his people. He wants us to be glad. He wants us to experience this everlasting joy. So he strengthens those who are weak, like the scripture said. He supports those who fall. He never leaves us or forsakes us. He's always calling out. I think of the story of the prodigal son. The father never gave up. Each day he went out and looked for the son. And finally one day, off in the distance, he saw his son. That's the heavenly father. He wants his children to come home. He wants us to be reconciled to him. So he still supports us. This speaks words of encouragement to us, even though we are going to face trials and tribulation. We might face land, just like the desert or the parched land. We might even be in the wilderness. But the Lord's still there with us. The reward God has promised his people is everlasting joy. So I want to share a song that we used to sing when I was a kid, and we don't sing it anymore. Uh, I had to look the words up on the internet to, to remember all the verses, and some of them don't come back to mind right away. But it says, I have the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. And in Vacation Bible School, we used to say, down in my heart, where? And then we would say, it's down in my heart to stay. And another verse says, I'm so happy, so very happy. I have the love of Jesus in my heart. Do you have the love of Jesus in your heart today? Are you happy? Even no matter what you're going through, we should still have happiness. We're going to face these emotions of sadness, whatever situation, but we can be happy knowing that we have the love of Jesus in our heart. It tells us that we can have a peace that passes all understanding. We can have it where? Down in our heart. Down in our heart to stay. Do you have a peace that passes all understanding? If we're honest, sometimes we're not at peace. Sometimes, like I said, we're going through struggles of life but we can have the peace that passes all understanding. It says, I have the wonderful love of my blessed Redeemer way down in the depths of my heart. Do you know the Lord loves you today? Is it in the depths of your heart? Are you happy today? If not, you can know this happiness. I wonder today about this joy. Do you have joy? Do you want to experience everlasting joy? If you don't know the Lord is your personal Savior, I ask that you uh, take time to pray, to search your heart and mind, 
and ask the Lord, tell him you want the joy, you want to have jubilation, you want to have delight, you want to be on cloud nine, as they say. It's important that we take time to pray, no matter what we're going through, that we can ask the Lord to bring joy, to bring a peace that passes all understanding, and that we can have the love of the Redeemer down in our heart, down in our heart to stay. It's not something comes today and goes tomorrow. It's something that we believe in. It's something that becomes a part of us when we accept the Lord as our personal Savior. The Scripture tells us He'll never leave us or forsake us. The Scripture also told us that no matter what we face, He says, be strong and do not fear, because it's the Lord that saves us. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we can have everlasting joy, everlasting peace, and everlasting love. Lord, one day we're going to get to heaven, and we're going to sing like we've never sang before. We are going to shout for joy. Even the shyest person will shout for joy. Even the person that's quiet, the person that's never been able to speak will shout for joy. The person that was blind will now see. They will see you. They will know you. They will see you face to face. And they will praise you and shout for joy. So today, if someone does not know you as their personal Savior, we pray, Lord, today will be the day that they will confess their sins and know that you will forgive them. And then they will walk in your way. They will one day walk on this highway of holiness where the redeemed will walk. So Lord, I ask that you be with each and every one of us today, that you keep your hand of mercy, your hand of protection upon us, and that we can give you all praise and glory and honor in all that we say and do. Are we going to make mistakes? Yes. But Lord, you are quickly to, to forgive us when we confess. And then we need to move on. So Lord, just be with each and every one of us. And we want to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor in all that we say and do. Amen. Amen. So thank you for joining us this Thursday on Hope for Today, and we'll be back tomorrow on Friday with a new message of hope. God bless. Have a good day. Pastor Doug Solomon, Hope for Today.